Ephesians chapter 2, we're going to read in verse 10. You know, and yesterday we were there in the city of Salinas, and as many know, Pastor Herb went on to be with the Lord, amen, and we were able to witness something called the legacy. We were there, and, and I know there was Victory, Victory Outreach family from all over that came in to be a part and to witness and to honor the legacy. And when I was there and I was hearing the testimonies and I was seeing the videos and I was able to, to hear from the heart of those that were close to him, I couldn't help but think about how because of his choice to fulfill his potential in Christ, there was a legacy to be honored. Because he was able to find courage in his tough seasons to say, no, no, I can't give up because I have potential. I can't throw in the towel because I have potential. I, I can't miss church. Come on, somebody. Because I have something called potential. And the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10, it says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Father, thank you tonight for your, this time you've given us together. I pray you move me to the side and allow me to minister your word the way you gave it to me. In Jesus' name, and everybody says, amen and amen. You know, we were there, and, and it was a powerful thing to witness. You know, because not everybody, not everybody's able to look back and see a legacy left behind. Not, not every family is able to, to come together like that from all over the world to honor somebody very special. Now, I know tonight that Victory Outreach Heart of the Bay is fulfilling their legacy. They're fulfilling their legacy. They're, they're honoring their legacy as they're going forward in the things of God. Now, I, feel, I felt challenged as, as they were sharing. And our, our founders like, man, I feel challenged. And it's something inside of me said, man, I don't want to be the type of person that looks back and sat on my potential. I don't want to be the type of person that, that, that had something great put inside of me from the day of birth, but then because circumstance or issue or even preference, I allowed myself to sit on my potential. You see, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 1, we're going to read in verse 27. If you could turn there with me. Genesis chapter 1, we're going to read in verse 27. And the Bible says, if you're turning there or if you have it on your phone, you could go ahead and tap that application. Come on, somebody. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. It says, Be fruitful and multiply. See, what we see right there is when God created Adam and Eve, he created them with the potential to reproduce. He created them with the potential for offspring to be bared there. And God has also given us a city or he's given us a community or he's given us a family with the potential that me and my household will serve the Lord. 
He's given us potential. Even in this room today, we look around and we see that there's potential for more that God wants to bring. Can somebody say amen? There's potential all over this place, but mainly the potential lies within us. It lies within us as people that say, I do not want to sit on my potential. Potential means showing or having the capacity to develop into something in the future. To develop something into the future. Now, some people, you know, they, they look at themselves at where they're at now. But I thank God that he looks at me for what he's creating me to be. Can somebody say amen? I thank God that my leaders, when I was there in Kids Gang, back in the late 90s and early 2000s, that they didn't just see a kid there, come on, somebody, with stains on his knees when playing football. With that kid who broke the car window, come on, somebody, or pulled the fire extinguisher, though I was a little bad, amen. They didn't see me as just a kid there, but they saw me that later on that I was going to fulfill my potential. And now, 19 years later, because somebody saw potential in me, I've been able to go to different countries, different cities, be in different places. Why? Because of potential. Now, I thank God that potential doesn't end to the day we go on to be with Christ Jesus. He's given us something, and none of us can come to a place of saying, I've arrived, right? Because God wants more from us. God desires more from each and every one of us. But there's something that encourages me to know that God is fighting for me, that God has already seen the end in mind. I just got to trust God. I just got to draw near to God. I just got to say, God, I don't know the whole plan, but I know a little bit, and that's how you called me. And if you called me, then that's enough for me to understand that you love me. What I'm talking about tonight is potential. Sometimes it's, it's, not, easy to, it's not easy to vouch on potential or say, yeah, yeah, but just give them opportunity because they have potential. Because sometimes the moment doesn't demand potential. It demands skill. It demands skill, so then they're like, oh, potential is great, but we need skill now. But the Bible says that the Holy Spirit teaches us all things. That tells me I don't got to be perfect. I don't got to know everything. I just got to trust God and say, God, if you think I could do it by empowering my leaders to tell me, then, God, I'll do it because all I could do is grow into it. All I could do is step into it. When they asked me to go to South Africa, I was like, who, me? And they said, yeah, you. I just stepped into it. When they said they want you to come back, me, okay, I'll step into it. And now I'm looking and saying, God, what do you want to step into next within my life? Because I want to fulfill my potential. I was encouraged to see the legacy. I was encouraged to see the brotherhood and the family come together. And what a beautiful thing we have. What a beautiful thing we have. And we got to protect that and keep it close to our hearts because there's a lot of people today that don't value the principles that we value as a ministry. The family principle. Right? They say, why are you going to church again? Why are you going out to eat with them again? Why are you wearing that again? Because it's who I am. I'm a child of God. I'm part of Victory Outreach. I'm in the ministry. God loves me. I have potential inside of my life. But the danger is that we could allow our potential to become familiar to us. And we could hear, you know, and say, oh, but it's going to happen anyways. 
God promised me it's going to happen anyways. And it's true, the promises of God, he, he never fails in his promises. But on our end, we got to continue to work for God. we got to continue to labor for God. He says, for we are his workmanship. God created us to work. Not to be the type of people that say, work is not for me. That's for other people. That's for those who have jobs. Come on, somebody. No, no, work is for all of us. There's a work for each and every one of us to do. I thank God there was a leader that said, hey, you want to help me? In other words, they say, do you want to work? You want to work? Yeah, I'll help you. Okay, great. We'll get chips after. All right, good. I'll get you chips. Let's reach in right now. Amen. They said, you want to work? And I began to learn these principles of putting my hands to the plow in the kingdom of God. But it takes work. And I thank God that in our ministry, we know that. We know what it's like to work and then get out of church and then I mean, get, out of, get out of our job and then go to church and serve. We go to work all day and then we get out and we're driving to, in traffic on the bridge, right? We're driving in traffic and we're coming in to do what? To serve and to worship God. We learn that. We learn that. But how? We do it by discovering our potential in Christ. If you were to look at a lot of people in our ministry that they, they do what we do or, or they operate at certain levels, many before didn't know how to work a computer. Many before didn't learn how to work a soundboard, how to play an instrument, how to sing, how to carry a pulpit. Right before, maybe when they carry stuff, it banged up the whole wall, and now they needed a paint job, and we did more breaking than fixing and more breaking than helping. Hey, bro, grab that, and they scratch up the whole wall, and you're like, bro, now I got to paint the wall. Now I got to paint the wall. We learn it when we say yes to God. We learn it when we put our hands to the plow. We learn it by staying close to the heart of God and also understanding that we're God's workers. When we hear about, man, God is working in our city, who is he working through? He's working through the people of God. God is on the move in our city through who? Through the people of God. His plan has always been man. So he got men around him that would be able to continue the legacy that would continue the lineage, that would continue sharing the message of the cross. And that's why we have young people in our training center. Because they said, I want to be part of the lineage. That's why we have people in our churches. Because they said, I want to be a part of this legacy. I want to go to heaven one day. And I want to be a part of what God is doing. But we don't want to just be spectators. We don't just want to take, like, Costco, right? Just get a sample. Go to the mall and we do our rounds. Oh, what type of chicken is this? What type of chicken you got? I'll be right there. Let me just finish this teriyaki right here. Then by the end, we're full already and we don't even buy food. We're like suckers. We got to go. <laughs> we don't want to be the type of people that, you know, we want to serve. We want to fulfill our call. And thank God that in the house of God, there's a lot of needs. There's a need for somebody to usher, right? There's a need for somebody to do security. There's a need for someone to pick up that piece of paper off the floor. And what, what drives us to do that? 
What drives us to do that? Zig Ziglar said, when you catch a glimpse of your potential, that's when passion is born. When you just get a glimpse of it. When they tell you, get on the bullhorn, and you're like, I really don't want to, but I'm just going to step out. And you start to share. What happens? You get a glimpse. You get a glimpse. You know, I, I remember being real young, seven years old right there, eating my hot Cheetos. My parents were evangelizing. Holding flyers and here you go, Mio. Come here, just get, get on the bullhorn. I don't know what to say. Just say Jesus loves you. I lick my fingers. Come on, <laughs> Jesus loves you. But what was it? It was a glimpse. It was a glimpse. It was a glimpse that though I was eating hot Cheetos then, that later on I was gonna be in South Africa sharing with somebody else the same thing. This time I wasn't licking my fingers, amen. This time I was preaching, I was sharing, but it all started with a glimpse and potential was born. It was born inside of me. And now I, I, I want to grow, I want to continue to grow. And now I, the opportunity came and I'm going to school, I'm trying to grow in the things of God, I'm trying to pursue my bachelor's. Why? Because I don't want to limit my potential. I don't want to come to the place where, where, where I find myself saying, no, that was enough. No, no, it's never enough until God says, well done. Our leaders have modeled that. Our elders, our pastors, they modeled continuing to do that. And where does that happen? It's birthed in atmospheres like this. It's, bir it's birthed where the faithful comes together. The faithful, the remnant, the army come together. I, I need a boost of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to church tonight. I need to hear from God. I'm going to church tonight. The kids are acting up. I need to go to church tonight. I, I need to go and get refilled from the Holy Spirit. So what? So I can fulfill my potential. It's not limited to just here at service. It's when we go to work. We take flyers with us. When we go to the store, and we take flyers with us. When we're there in our community, in the Uber car, we're testifying. Why? Because we have potential. Hey, hey, I'll give you a little extra if you let me leave some flyers in here. Come on. I want to be a witness for God. He's given us a voice so that we could share about the love of Christ. But what separates the type of people that fulfill their potential and others is the ability to discover their potential. We've got to discover it. And how do we do that? By praying and seeking God. By coming into the house of God, and we hear messages on, man, we need the whole church to come together. We, we want to hit the streets. We want to go to the park. We want to have a fellowship. And, and every time we hear we need the church, that we would hear, we need myself to do it. Because who's the church? We're the church. So when they say the church is going to the park, we're not picking up the building. And we're all going to the park. It's inside of us. It's within us. And we could take that to our workplace. We could take that wherever we go. Can someone say potential? When we have a glimpse of our potential, we're encouraged. We're challenged. We don't settle for less. We don't go for any person that just looks at us. Because we're thinking I'm worth more than that. Because I have potential. 
And the enemy comes and begins to lie and say, your son's not going to get saved. Devil, I bind you. I have potential. My son has potential. My family has potential. When your whole church, when your whole family is saying, I don't want to go to church, you're saying, no, no, I'm going to go to church on your behalf because one day my family's going to take up the entire role of that church. Why? Because you understand that though the beginnings may seem small, the latter will be greater, and I have potential inside of my life. It's inside of my life. But there's people who develop their potential, and there's people who deny their potential. There's those who discover it and try stuff and step out. It's not easy, especially if we're more of the introverted person, the more quiet one, the more one where we don't want the, we don't want to be in the in the light and sweat like me, man. Sweating, boy. Taqueria is just coming out. But God may have gifted you with something else. You might be one of the best ones that could show great hospitality. You might be one of the ones that could smile real great. You might be one of the ones that, that you, don't say much, you don't say much here, but when you go to the streets, you're just like, bam, 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 bam. Whatever the gifting you have is, it was given by God so that we could be his workmanship, so that we could carry out what he's given us. And every time we come to church, we get encouraged, we get challenged, we get provoked, we get filled to do what? To fulfill our potential. To fulfill our potential. You know, yesterday as we were there and even today when I was praying for the family and even the church, I was reminded, I was reminded that each and every day we have a choice to make. That if today, if we're going to allow God to be magnified in our life, if we're going to allow God to be seen through our life to somebody else, so that they too could say, man, God has something special about you. What is it? You don't, you're, you're not sad no more. You're happy now. What is it? I'll, I'll tell you what it is. I've given my life to God. There's something different about you. What is it? I remember I saw you back in high school, or I saw you last week, and I see you again, but now you look a little bit different. It's because I've been seeking God. It's because, I, it's because I've been around the family of God. I, I've been coming to church a little bit more, and you should come with me too. Why? Because together we could do something great for God. Together we could accomplish great things for the Lord. But it all starts with us understanding that we're God's worker. Every time we come to church, we get empowered to do what? To do a work for him. But that work for, for, that you got to do is different from the work I got to do. Number one is, of course, we all got to be a representative of Christ. We all got to worship God. But for you, you might be having a successful business. That's you fulfilling your potential. Being a faithful tither, that's you fulfilling your potential. Being a faithful builder in your church, that's you fulfilling your potential by being an anchor. There's different avenues of expressing our potential, and only you and God know what it is. But there's also leaders in our life that could also speak into it and say, hey, why don't you try this? Why don't, why don't you try that? Why don't you come with me? Why don't you? But it takes a step of faith. It takes a step of faith to say, sure, I'll take a little bit of flyers with me. Sure, I'll bring somebody to church with me. I'll bring somebody so that when our founder comes, man, they could hear about the message so that they could come on Easter. I'll bring somebody. Because what I'm hearing is too good just to eat it on my own. It's like when we have that good spot, we want to take everybody. We want to take everybody. We post it, right? Come on, somebody. 
Why? Because we want other people to try it. And here we are when we come to church and we're eating some good stuff. The word of God is good news. It's life to us. But it's too good for us just to eat it on our own. There's others that need to hear that they also have potential. How do we discover our potential? Number one is we pray. Number two is we step out. And lastly, we begin to develop it. I thank God that in our ministry, they, they, they see somebody and they say, man, God could do something in your life. God could touch you. You know, you know what? That's not your ending point. Look, you just keep coming. Just keep coming to church. Just start getting involved. Hey, just start praying. Just start reading your word a little bit. And before you know it, gradually we're stepping out and gradually we're developing what it is that God wants us to do. What it is that God wants us to do. Is it easy? No. But is it worth it? Yes. It's worth it? Yes. Because God has so much more for us tonight. God has so much more for us to do for him. Can somebody say amen? You know, being up here for the last month, I've never seen so much red in my life. So I wore my blue shirt. My wife was going to buy me red shoes tonight. I go, I'll get maroon ones. But she got this red jacket, and it says, Vio San Jose, the church on the move. And we've been to a few churches now. It looks like the entire NorCal's on the move. It looks like there's churches that are just rallying together and saying, man, we want to make a difference in our city. And, man, it's getting me pumped up, man, to say what a beautiful opportunity we have as a ministry. What a beautiful opportunity we have in our community. We all live in different places. And as the church, we have the opportunity to take what's happening in here and reach out to them. I want to encourage some of you and even maybe challenge some to take some of the flyers for this, this upcoming events with you and watch. All it starts is with the simple, hey, can I do this too? There's people giving out other things, especially at the schools. They're giving out other things. Here, come to the principal's office. We're going to give you this. Check in with the nurse if you want to get this. Why not give somebody a message of hope? Why not give somebody a little bit of life? Why not share the message of Jesus Christ? And as we do that, we're stepping out and we're developing for God. There's a man by the name of Bob Bennett, and he says, Untapped potential is the difference between where a person is now and where he or she can be. Untapped potential is the difference. And I look back in our ministry, I look back in my life, and I've had leaders there that have tapped into their potential. I have had pastors in my life and references in our ministry that they've tapped into it, that they heard from God, they felt God, and they said, I'm not going to allow time to pass by. I'm not going to allow my moment to pass by, but I am going to represent for Christ. So you and I tonight, we must protect our potential. We must guard our potential, and we must keep it special with inside of our life. Here's the reason. Because the Bible says in John 10, 10, that the thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. That tells us that the enemy's real. That tells us that he doesn't want to see us blessed. He doesn't want to see us fulfill our potential. So what happens? He begins to send things in our life. 
He begins to send tribulations and trials and, and all these chaos that we didn't think would happen. It begins to happen. Because the devil doesn't want to see us fulfill our potential. But the scripture goes on to say that he has come, that we may have life more abundantly. That we may have life more abundantly. That we would have a blessed life. That we would fulfill our potential. That we would live for Christ. But when we do it together and we lock arms in prayer, and we lock arms and rally the army of God to come together to the church, to the streets, Wherever we're going to have and congregate, what begins to happen is, is their energy begins to move. The power of God begins to show up. And all of a sudden, together, we're marching as an army and we're taking ground against the enemy. We're taking ground in against the enemy. Taking ground in our family, in our finances, in our faith, and in our city. Because there's potential. So if you look around tonight, there's room for your cousin. There's room for your mother. There's room for your son. There's room for all of us. There's room for all of us. If you heard your pastor, he said, one day we're going to have our own building. That means there's going to be more room. Oh, there's going to be more room for Victory Outreach Heart of the Bay. But it starts with you and I tapping into our potential. It starts with that. And for some, it may take a, a, a re-tapping into Saying, you know what, there's still courage in there. There's still fight in there. There's still a radical person in there. I can still do something for God. But it takes us coming together. He says that you may have life and have life more abundantly. You know, just being up here these last few weeks, Pastor Sunny has been, you know, sharing with our students, sharing with us, and sharing, do you guys see what's happening? Do you guys see what's going on? Even Pastor Stevon came and he shared. Do you really see what's going on? Because sometimes we could think we're looking at the right thing, right? Has somebody ever told you, hey, look over there. Do you see it? And they're pointing at something, and you're saying yes to something else. They're saying, hey, look over there at the basketball court. And they're talking about the guy that's shooting three-pointers, and we're looking at the raspado man. Like, yeah, I see him. <laughs> I see him right there, boy. Come over here. Sometimes we could be looking at the wrong thing. God wants to show us the right thing. And that's that we have the power of the Holy Spirit. And we are his workmanship. The, Bible, the scripture goes on to say that God created beforehand. Our, our, our ways were, were made by God before we were even born. Potential was there before we were even born. And we're born and we step into it. And I believe God wants us to operate in that. Can somebody say amen? I'm going to ask the piano player to come. Legacy is made possible when people choose to fulfill their potential. Every family has a legacy. Every household has a legacy. And you and I every day have the opportunity to decide what type of legacy we want to have. I, I have, today's my brother's birthday, and I called him. I was talking to him. I was wishing him a happy birthday. But I make sure every conversation that ends, I tell him I'm praying for you. Happy birthday. Have a good day. Hey, what are you going to do? All right, great. Enjoy. But I'm praying for you. Why? Because I know one day he's going to remember that. And he's going to say, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. What do I do? And he's going to say, I remember somebody was praying for me. 
There's somebody that you've been praying for. There's maybe somebody you've been fasting for. Maybe it's, it's, it's for your cousin or whoever the case may be. Maybe your spouse. Maybe for a healing, for a financial breakthrough. I don't, I don't know what it is, but each of us have a prayer request. Each of us has something embedded in our heart that we're believing God for. That we're believing and trusting God. You know, a few, maybe about two and a half years ago, I got asked to go to the mission field. My family was living, you know, on the other side of the country. And I said, yeah, I'll go to the mission field. Man, what an opportunity. What, what an opportunity to be asked to go. I know I don't have all the capabilities, or, but I'm not the best at anything. But when they asked me, I said, sure, I'll go. In that time of being out there, things began to happen in my family that I was like, God, you brought me so far for things to break that are so close to me. My sisters weren't serving the Lord no more. My parents had gotten divorced. My mom had gotten surgery, and I was like, I was, I'm so far. I'm so far, God. And I began to pray. I began to pray, and sometimes God has to take us farther to get closer to him. And I began to pray. I began to seek God. I began to seek God. And little by little, as I began to seek the Lord more, me and my wife began to pray more. We started to say, God, give us, take us deeper with you. We're trusting you at another level. Before you know it, before we came back, we started to hear reports about how my sisters had received the Lord again. How God had gotten a hold of their life again. How they were getting plugged in there at the church of Eagle Rock again. Then one day, one of my cousins sent me a picture of my sister singing a song. And it wasn't even the song she was singing. It was who was singing it. That began to minister to me. And said, God, if this is where you had to take me to show me that you want me to go deeper for the ones closer to me. Then, God, I pray I would that you would help me to learn this principle. See, sometimes we just got to go deeper. It's, it's happening already. We just got to go deeper. The situation is changing already. We just got to continue to go deeper. Because as we're going deeper, God is elevating something else. God is elevating our potential. God is elevating spirituality. God is elevating a financial miracle. I don't know who I'm talking to tonight, but your situation is changing. What you've been praying for is happening. And God is just saying, go deeper, go deeper, go deeper. I want you to stand with me tonight. And this is what we're going to do is we're going to go deeper. We're going to sing a song together.